Hey, it's Summer. And Razan. And this is Stuff for Zen and Summer Say. Hi, Summer. Hey, Bean. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. What are we talking about today? Well, I think it'd be fun to do a, a, a what you watching. What you watching? A what you watching. <laughs> Check in. What are you watching? Uh-huh. You talk a bit about what we're watching. Okay. What are you watching? Well, I know what we're both watching. What are we both watching? The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I like that show. So, Righteous Gemstones? Righteous Gemstones. Daddy. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> good show it's, it's good funny show. i was thinking about them yesterday i haven't watched them the whole week <laughs> they're good they're good daddy it's so silly i think so i didn't like season one that much i felt like it was kind of dragging uh-huh but season two man i felt like season one was like the backstory for a lot of them yeah like it was like very much like why they're all the way they are kind of yeah. or at least with like baby billy baby billy uncle baby billy uncle baby billy you know it was like stuff like that. Yeah. And then, but and the then, second season was like a lot more cohesive. They hit their stride. There are more famous people. Definitely. It was really, the second season was hilarious. The first one was still funny, the but the second one, one I feel was like they hilarious. were like on their compound and in strip malls. Yeah. And the second one's like, oh, they're actual like rich and famous people. Yeah. 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 yeah no, the first one was like strip mall, old Sears turned into. <laughs> It's a strip mall and this is a dime mall. So we took the Sears and we made it into a church. <laughs> Uncle Baba Billy's sermon. Uncle Baba Billy. Call me Aunt Tiffany. You can call my Aunt Tiffany. I really want you to call my Aunt Tiffany. <laughs> oh, God made this a beautiful specimen except for those teeth. <laughs> it's funny. It's, funny, it's funny, a good funny. show. I'm more attached to them now. Now yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to watch the third season. I know it's already out, but I need to catch up. We need to watch it, yeah. That's good. And then Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah. We haven't started watching that. Yeah, we haven't started the new season. We ha- we rewatched the second season. That was fun. That was good. That's a good show. It's a great show. It's very clever. It's Like, there's, so like, clever. little, like, what are they called? Easter eggs? There's, yeah. like, little Easter eggs in the entire show. It's and, so fun. And it feels cozy. It does feel cozy. It feels like a cozy mystery. It does. It's not like, is someone going to stab me in the back kind of? of a murder mystery it's more like yeah and why am i oliver (laughs) (laughs) you are oliver i don't know why you're oliver most likely to just freak out at people most likely to just love dips also no new friends i feel like you're kind of like that he's kind of like that he's a little off putting to new people yeah (laughs) he doesn't want to make new friends no no that's okay i have friends it's fine but you're also a little bit like, this is our circle. This is our circle. I am, I am sometimes a little standoffish when I meet people. <laughs> sometimes I'm like super friendly and then they won't actually get to know me. I'm like, Mm-mm, we're not, there. no, that's okay. We don't need to do that. But it's very clever. It is very You know what you show used to make me feel like someone was going to show up from behind me and like stab me in my sleep? Uh, what show? Um, Murder, She Wrote. And I think ooh, it's... Oh, I love, ooh, I, ooh, I love, I love Murder, Murder she, wrote. she Wrote. was really intense. Like, I felt like, especially because they don't even show you the person doing it. They just show you, like, a hand. Or they show you, like, a hand grabbing a knife, but it's always, like, a hand in a leather glove. Or, like, a hand on a pistol, and you see, like, the edge of their trench coat. Intrigue. Yes. I... And you never know whether it's a man or a woman, and it's, like, the most, you know... I love Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I love it so much. Like, the theme song... Dun, dun, dun. Like, it's such a cute, it's so cute, it's so cozy. I love Jessica Fletcher. I love her so much. And I love that everyone around her is an idiot. I think it's so funny. (laughs) She is an author and a teacher. And these people can't do anything without her. Her sheriff is like, 
But Jessica, why would it be this way? Well, Sheriff blah blah blah, it has to be this way because of blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? He's like, obviously he killed himself, Jessica. There's a gun right next to him. No, did you not see this thing? But I can't do it. I can't do an Angela Lansbury impression. No, but. <laughs> But you're right. Everyone on the show is an idiot except Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> and it's always Without. her best friend who's accused of murder it's or her true. nephew. It's true. Or her niece. And that way you know, you know like, it's not thank real. you, Jessica, for freeing me. Of course. It's proving so, my innocence. I'm so glad I just happened to be at camp. <laughs> <laughs> she immediately establishes her, like, legitimacy when she's in another country. People are like, oh, there's, like, a French detective who's smells. He's like, ooh, oh, oui, oui, of course I would trust these Jessica Fletcher. Oh, the famous oh, Jessica the famous, Fletcher, the, the author. The murder mystery author. Oh, well. Very trustworthy. Mm. <laughs> For anyone not watching at home, um, I was pantomiming smoking a cigarette. <laughs> There you go. Do you know what else I just started watching? What did you start watching? There's a show on Netflix that is, it's it's like a continuation of a docu-series that they released like a couple years ago called How to Be a, How to Become a Dictator. Uh-huh. And this is How to Become a Cult Leader. Oh. So it's like a multi-episode series where each one kind of focuses on a cult leader and the reenactments are all animated. They're animated like cartoons? The reenactments are cartoons and then they have like actual... That's not that fun. People interviewed. Well, the reenactments are... I think they're fun. Really? Um, Because it's so tongue-in-cheek. Like the guy they have doing the voiceover... Gosh, what's his name? I can look it up. He's... um, He was in Game of Thrones. Uh Uh-huh. He played one of the Tyrians. Tyrians? Targaryens. Yes. (laughs) No. One of the Lannisters. Uh-huh. He played one of the Lannisters. Um, and he, he narrates. He has does such a great job of that. And he narrated the dictator one. And I remember I just watched the Saddam Hussein episode of that, and it made me so nervous. But the um, the cult one is good, because I find cults fascinating. So is the first episode, like, have to be manipulative it's sociopath? Like, or, like, what? <laughs> It's like, what is the first step to becoming a cult leader? Someone. <laughs> it's like how to. I think it's like how to gain recognition or how to like establish a following. Okay, is what it's called. And okay. then they like they'll mention the other cult leaders that they're going to mention throughout the series, but they focus on one. Who, so like oh, so like every episode is about one. Yeah, so like the first episode's about Charles Manson. Ooh. but they like will mention Jim Jones. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you know a lot about cults? Um, probably not as much as you know about cults. I think they kind of <laughs> creep me out. But I do like watching cult documentaries. Yeah, I think in terms of true crime genres, cults are like my favorite subgenre of true crime. Um, I would say cults are like really fascinating because I feel like the psychology behind them is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yeah, these people just decided that this one person was now God. <laughs> they all just he just convinced them. It was really convincing. <laughs> he just. And he just really made a convincing argument. They were like, yep, this guy. Must be God. <laughs> Must be the person we now follow, you know? Like, I mean, it's fascinating. And they're like, I think with this show, they break down like what happens in people's psychology to then follow this individual. Uh-huh. All of these examples are men, I believe. Are and there no female cult leaders? That's No, sexist. there are. There oh, are. Okay. They just, I guess, not don't have as much. an equal opportunity regardless I mean, of the profession. <laughs> some, like, female cult leaders are still, like, alive today. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, like, it's interesting. But what I find fascinating about these cult leaders is, like, a lot of times you'll see photos of them similar to, like, serial killers. Uh-huh. Where, like, this guy's not, he, like, looks creepy. Yeah. He, like, looks like he has murder in his eyes. And uh-huh. you are like, I can trust him. <laughs> He's, like, this man is a prophecy. <laughs> this, like, 5'5 five, five man who, like, Anger has... issues and walks around with <laughs> 
who with walks a pistol. around mumbling to himself and just like his eyes darting all over the place. I think he's like trustworthy. My new dad. <laughs> I this think, guy. I think he's. I really legit. believe in what he's saying. Okay, so Charles Manson was the cult where. Tell me about that one. Yeah, so Charles Manson, he um, tried a few things and he failed, like any good cult leader. He huh. tried to be. <laughs> He really didn't give up that easily. He had, like, a really crappy upbringing. He grew Uh up in West Virginia. was raised by, like, his aunt and uncle. And then he ended up going to prison. And then prison, he took the class that apparently everyone takes in prison, or at least they did in, like, the 50s, which was How to Make Friends and Influence People. Oh! Is that a really famous book? Yeah, and it's, like, about sales tactics. Uh Uh-huh. And he also befriended a lot of pips. Pips? Pimps. Oh! Um, so when he left prison, he was like, I'm going to be the greatest pimp of all this time. country has ever seen. And he's I mean, apparently real shit. <laughs> at being a pimp. <laughs> at being a pimp. Um, but he learned how to, like, um, influence people. And he learned how to, like, manipulate people. And most of his followers were women. Yeah. So the thing is, they weren't just women. They were underage teenagers. Oh, my God. Okay. Ew. Yeah. So he went to the Haight-Ashbury. And he was like, all the people there in the 60s, in this point it's the 60s, um, are youths, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counterculture movement. You yeah, got drugs. Absolutely. You got homeless youth. You have a lot of people who just moved to San Francisco to believe in like the California dream. And they, a lot of them ran away from home. Right. They're 14 a lot of times. Right. Or at least a handful, the ones that they interviewed were. And then he's like, this guy who they just want to follow and he seems really cool and it's Charlie and he like wants to become a folk singer and he just has these 14 year old girls following him. Wow. Who obviously don't have connections to parents uh-huh. and are vulnerable. Right, and a lot of them are homeless. And homeless. Oh my god. So then this guy decided he was going to be famous. So he goes to Hollywood. He takes his little harem of 14-year-old girls to Hollywood. And then he, like, tells them to go find a famous person. And they do. And they bring him home. (laughs) No, no. He brings them to his home. And he's a guy from the Beach Boys. Oh. So then they all, like, hang out at his house. He leaves. And then Charles Manson comes. And then this guy shows back up at his house. And it's just Charles Manson with all these women. And he's like, um, okay. Because at the time, Charlie has, like, his little mini cult. And he has all these women, like, or these teenage girls. They're, they break into people's houses. Uh-huh. Steal their food while they're sleeping. Uh-huh. And then just mess up people's houses. So they'll just, like, move the furniture around. Why? Just to mess people's heads. Uh-huh. And then this guy's, like, trying to become famous, right? So he convinces the Beach Boys guy to, like, get him connected with someone so he can, like, record his music. So he records his music, and his one rule is, like, you guys can change the music, but, like, don't change my lyrics. And apparently, like, it doesn't go well when he tries to record his music. People are like, this isn't good. Uh-huh. And then this man goes ballistic, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I want to incite a race war. It's going to happen anyway. Wow. So it's time to kill people. I was going to ask how he ended up in jail, but here we go. Okay, well, <laughs> the first time, I don't know how he ended up in jail. Maybe, like, theft. Sure. Probably already did other crimes. Sure. Crimes. Crimes and theft. Sure. And then he, yeah, so he convinces his um, his little harem of women that, you know what? We're going to, the race war, it's going to happen, right? We're going to incite it by killing people. So they murder Sharon Tate and her friends. Oh, he was the one who murdered Sharon Tate. Yeah, his um, teenage girls murdered Sharon Tate. I don't know if they were teenagers still, but they murdered Sharon Tate. And then he was like convinced that it was going to incite a race war and it didn't. But they all went to jail. Well, and he got locked up with that. He also went to he jail. He also went to jail. He, he went to jail for life, right? He died in jail. He died in prison. And he also died in jail, I'm pretty sure, with a wife. 
He did. I, th- I heard that he had gotten married while in prison. Wow. Also, right before he died. This man is tiny. He grew his hair up because he thought that's what, like, the teens would like. And he had, like, a beard. And he just has these, like, little darting beady eyes. And uh-huh. he's just really good at manipulating people. He's a little charismatic little demon. He could have been really good at sales. He could have been. I, you know I what? think if he used his if powers tra- for good. <laughs> if he transitioned from pimping into traditional sales, I think he would have really... He would have really done something Knocked it out of the park. So step one to be a cult leader is you have to be influential. I don't know. I think it was like being able to I'm gather like a following. I'm scared to read this book. <laughs> it's not a book. It's, a, it's fun. They make it fun because like you have like the really sassy, the sassy commentating going, uh-huh. you know? I think it's fun. I stopped watching the dictator one because it made me sad. Um, but they do mention like how these other... Cults are like, I feel like they're a different kind of fascination. It's fascinating. Yeah, and you sh- and then also it's like, well, it's the 1960s. Yeah. There's a lot of turmoil in the country. You know, you got Definitely. Vietnam. You got a bunch of political assassinations. People are scared. And it's like, oh, they're more susceptible to cults. I'm like, that means there must be so many cults right now. You know how weird <laughs> and bad it is right now? <laughs> I was just going to ask. I wonder how many modern cults are on the radar of this I show. Think what happens... Uh, maybe that's the oh, last episode. Is that the last oh, episode? I don't know, but do you know I think I follow a cult on Instagram? Why do you follow a cult on Not Instagram? Not on purpose. What are you following? It's what I think is people developing a commune where it's called, like, Our Little French Farmhouse. And there's, like, these three adult families. Well, there's, like, married couples with small children who are renovating a French farmhouse all together. All of them? Yeah, and they're all gonna live in it together. So I'm like, so it's gonna be a cult? <laughs> Maybe just a commune? In France? That's the thing about communes sometimes become cults. <laughs> People are like, I love free, pe- I love peace and free love. And then someone is like leading all of it. It's like, I love peace and free love. Oh, and, who's oh. that? Oh, that's just Jerry. He thinks he's God. <laughs> and everyone's love- like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We love peace and free love. And we, we just peace. have machine guns just in case. Just in case. <laughs> we don't need jobs. Because we just work for Jerry. Does Jerry have money? No. We don't know how Jerry got any of his money. <laughs> I don't know how Jerry convinced all of these men to let him sleep with his wives, but here we are. That was what happened at Waco. Is that what happened at Waco? He like made all, all the men had to be celibate and he was sleeping with every woman. Wow. And they thought he was Jesus. And then there was Heaven's Gate, the one where Is they, that the one in Oregon? Heaven's Gate? Was Maybe. that the one with the guru? The Heaven's I think Heaven's Gate was the one where they like committed it was like mass suicide. Oh no, I was thinking of another one. What was the one in Oregon where they all I think that's Heaven's Gate. Is that one Heaven's Gate? I think so. They all had Nike sneakers. Um, I don't remember, but they were all wearing the same outfit. I think it's that. It was like red tracksuits. I believe it might have been that one. Yeah. And then he had all these men. This guy had castrated himself. He made, had all these other men castrate themselves. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, normal. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is the light. We see it. I think You're the, all living in the darkness. What they were saying in the, in the show was like, oh, well... These are really idealistic people and like they want, they see the world as a better place. Like that's why they try to target like youths, especially in like times of turmoil. And I'm like, are we sure? How many people are in cults right now? I don't know. I mean, where are they? Probably a lot. I was going to ask you, yeah, where are they? I don't know. Rural But I feel like we don't really hear about them till like after they do something absolutely horrendous and get arrested Mm -hmm. or attacked by the military, Mm -hmm. like Waco, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like how many people knew about Waco before it happened? Maybe, like, the neighboring towns, or, like, people who were, like, very close to where it was happening. Yeah, now it's, like, up and coming because of Chip and Joanna Gaines. No, but I meant, like, cult-wise. Oh. <laughs> I meant, like, <laughs> Wait a minute, I no meant, like the cult in... heard of Waco, I Texas. Meant, I meant the cult in Waco, Texas. Oh. That's what I meant. 
I'm sure they were aware of, like, the weirdness going on. But, I mean, like, how many are you not aware of right now? Like, do you think there are any in the Northeast? You think there are probably some... There might be some in, like, Pennsylvania we could, like, drive through. Somewhere rural. I feel like it has to be somewhere rural. Somewhere rural. Because, like, you can't afford to have a cult in New York City. Do you know how expensive it is to live in New York City? But maybe that's when you need to be in a cult. Who can afford it? Who can afford to run the cult? That's the person leading the cult. It has to be someone with, like, a lot of cash flow (laughs) to be able to afford, like, what, at least three condos. So I guess step one is no longer being influential step one is like liquidity <laughs> well, or can, or i think a lot of people are grifters so you need to like convince people to give to give you money oh okay so you so okay so, so here's so here's what you do you watch episodes of dirty money and then you identify these people who could potentially be cult leaders if they don't go to jail uh-huh. and then you follow them and see if they become cult leaders <laughs> accidentally join a cult write a book nice <laughs> simple right very i don't i don't know what's I, this next episode i don't i think the next one is jonestown so it's about jim jones do you know about jonestown isn't jonestown the one where they drink the kool-aid no i think that was heaven's gate jonestown is where he are committed you sure? mass mass suicide i think he killed a bunch of people didn't they all kill themselves at the same time and they but yeah. not with kool-aid wasn't there poison in the kool-aid i think that was heaven's gate oh to be continued they, yeah jonestown <laughs> i think also had we have to watch the episode then we'll tell we'll tell you after <laughs> we'll tell you but Jim Jones, it's scary. Like, he took people down to South America and established Jones Was he the Town. pastor? Yes. Got it. He looks like he would be on, um, honestly, to bring us full circle, full circle, you guys, he he seems like he would be on the Ratchet Jim Stones <laughs> from his, like, hair and his, like, scary 80s murder glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know the aviators that are really glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Serial killer glasses. Serial killer glasses. <laughs> red flag. Number one red flag. Yeah. Well, this was um this was a what you watching. I hope I hope this was entertaining for the whoever is listening to this. Did was this informative to you at Alderson? Quite informative. I really am curious to learn more about cults. I'm Let's go, go watch. Google. Let's go watch it right now. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye.